Hello, and welcome to the Love Your Work Life podcast. I'm your host, Elisa Shuck. Whether you're going for that next promotion, looking for a job, or making a career pivot, I'll teach you how to navigate it all so you can have the career you want. This is episode 62, and it is part three of my series, Make Your Move. And I've got to tell you, I am super fired up today. I just read an article, and it has got me just buzzing. It's all about dreaming big, even if it seems impossible. It's by Ted, Ideas by Ted. I'll put the link to the article in the show notes. But suffice to say, the timing of coming across that article and what I'm going to talk to you about today, which is making it happen, couldn't have come at a better time. Because making your move might feel big. It might feel like an impossible dream, but you've got to go for it. And I'm going to give you the three things that you need to go for it. And they're not hard. They're really not. So I can't wait to share with you. All right. Number one for making it happen, which means making your move happen, is your messaging. Now, you know I talk about your job search as a marketing campaign, right? So your messaging in your job search, as messaging is important in any marketing campaign, is crucial. And what I mean by your messaging is the message you have for yourself and the message that you are putting out into the world. I want you to have a really amazing message, a really great story, that you're telling yourself. And the first way to do that is to clarify your career story. Make sure that you are listing your accomplishments. And I get it. Every time I do a resume review or a setup for a new resume with a client, one of the hardest things they ever have to do is come up with accomplishments. And this is because no one teaches us to think of the little things we do day in, day out as results, as results we are creating. And you've heard me talk about this. I want you tracking these things. I want you to have a menu of accomplishments, big, small, favorite, the most challenging accomplishments when when you got through maybe you were feeling more relief than personal satisfaction it doesn't matter having this list of accomplishments things that you can reflect on and enjoy and feel empowered by is key to your messaging for yourself and for the other two areas we're gonna talk about in making it happen. Knowing your accomplishments gives you a sense of direction. It's as I have been talking about in this series, is it's the evidence 
that you actually do have what you need. You actually do have what it takes. That is what clarifying your career story, clarifying your message is all about. First, internally for yourself, what you're paying attention to and collecting, so to speak. And secondly, with the messaging that you will put out into the world on your resume and LinkedIn profile. This is that initial impression that you're going to be giving. You want to have a resume that tells your story in a compelling way. And compelling doesn't mean the bullet point list of things you've done. It's the combination of the things you've done, the results you've created, and who you are. Who you are, how you show up at work isn't just about all of the things you've done. This is the game changer. This is the little thing that sets people apart when you create a resume that includes essential skills, includes an element of your behavioral strengths, this how you show up stuff, and the connection of how you show up of your natural behavioral strengths, traits, and characteristics, and how those things actually empower you to do the things that you do. It's a crucial element of the resumes I write. I teach you exactly how to do this, how to build this kind of resume inside Job Search Field Guide. You're getting the exact same templates I start with when I work one-on-one with someone. This is an element that you want to make sure has a message, a narrative that helps the other person see you as a great candidate. A word of caution here though, when it comes to the messaging on your resume is you make it everything you want to say about yourself instead of what does this person need to know about me to see me as a great candidate. This sounds maybe a little bit counterintuitive because we we want you sharing your best bits on your resume for sure. But there's always this metric I want you to have in mind. Does this bullet point, does this result, does this detail add value for the other person or is it just something that's my favorite thing that I feel like saying? And Ideally, the two things align, right? Your favorite things are also the things that add value. But sometimes your favorite things could be a distraction. If that's the case, always go back to the marketing message and does this message resonate with the other person? Is this what they need to hear? Is this what they need to read? Is this what they need to see? in order to see you doing it day in, day out as a member of the team. That is a crucial element that I always want you to pay attention to as you're building your resume, first as a master document, and then second with the little tweaks that you will make. Because when you tailor your resume to the other person, 
to what they need to understand about you, I call it active listening on paper. This is just your way of creating connection and rapport through that initial document, that resume that is going to open doors for you. All right. Now, your LinkedIn profile is part of this message as well. Think of your LinkedIn profile as a website and your resume as a brochure. You can always say more about yourself, actually, on your LinkedIn profile than you can in a resume. And when your LinkedIn profile is more, even if it reads a little bit like a job description, that works in your favor because people that are using the search capabilities of LinkedIn are using keywords from job descriptions to find people. So we want your LinkedIn profile to be sprinkled with those valuable keywords. Have it make sense. Don't put things in there just to put them in there. Be strategic, okay? So messaging, clarifying your career story for yourself, so that you can articulate it in that all-important entree into job search land, which is your resume and your LinkedIn profile. That's step one, messaging. Step two is strategy. Over and over again, when I encounter someone who says they're searching like crazy, but they're not getting interviews, it can only be one of these two things. Either the resume isn't working hard enough, the messaging isn't there, which we just talked about, or the strategy isn't working. And while you think you are taking massive action, applying for jobs, hundreds of jobs, however many, doing all those online applications, really what that is is passive action. It feels massive because of the numbers behind it. And I'm never going to deny that there's a numbers game aspect to a job search. There is. But there's a way to leverage the numbers in your favor and get much better results with a bold strategy. So let's define this. It feels like massive action when you're applying for hundreds of jobs. That's actually passive action because it doesn't require a whole lot of you. Massive comes from something deep inside. When I talk massive action, I'm talking bold action. I'm talking reaching out to people, using the wonderful tool that LinkedIn offers you because it's part job posting site and part social media platform to reach out directly to those gatekeepers. I'm suggesting that you use bold action, that you define massive action as boldness and using a strategy that includes direct outreach. Direct outreach to recruiters, contacting hiring managers, researching companies, and then finding someone inside that company to do a short informational interview with, find out a little bit more about the company. There's no ask in there. It's you taking charge. It's you taking bold, 
massive action, taking control of your job search, and not waiting. That's why online applications are passive action. It feels like you've done something, but then you're waiting. When you put bold, massive action into play in your job search, and you're reaching out directly to recruiters with connection requests, with in-mails, uh, with all of that, you're going to get very different results. I typically see with my clients that they're getting minimal 25% of their connection requests accepted. And with that acceptance, you are getting the opportunity to say thank you and Get your resume right in front of them. Attach it. Attach it to that direct message. Attach it to that in-mail. And when you start ramping up your activity and you're taking boldness and putting it in play and reaching out to people, it works. You're creating momentum for yourself. You are getting yourself in front of people. Hey, I've got clients that are getting 50 to 70% of their connection requests accepted. Can you imagine seven out of 10 people, you know that you have placed your resume right in front of them, right in front of the person who makes decisions about who gets interviewed and who gets moved forward. It's incredible and it absolutely works, but most people won't do that. I want you to be the one that does it, okay? Bold action. I'll give you a link to the YouTube video where I'll teach you exactly how to reach out to recruiters on LinkedIn. It's a screen record demoing the exact steps. So I've totally got you covered there. All right. Step one, messaging. Step two, boldness in your strategy. And step three in making your move is all about interview skills. You could have an awesome resume. You could have an amazing, bold strategy that gets you in front of people. But if you haven't mastered your interview skills, then you'll get stuck at various stages of the interview process and you will not get offers. Interview skills are not hard to develop. And here's why I say that. Because interviews are conversations. It's two people talking. And I know that you do that every single day. You do it in your personal life and you do it in your professional life. It's only your brain that is telling you that an interview is some kind of weird, crazy thing that you've never done before. And therefore you should be really nervous about it and anxious and prepare like crazy. I do want you to prepare don't want you to prepare to the point where you've overwhelmed your brain and you can't think straight. Because if you were invited to a meeting, impromptu, last minute, hey, we would love you to come in and share with us. We have some questions. We think you're the right person to help us figure out the answers. If you were invited to a meeting in that context, You wouldn't know who was in the meeting. You wouldn't even know what questions they were going to ask you, but you would accept the invite. I know you would. So would I. Certainly out of curiosity and certainly because the invitation itself 
is evidence that you have something to offer, that you are valued, that someone sees your value. This is exactly what's happening in an interview. You have been invited. You're meant to be there. So first and foremost, stop thinking of interviewing as anything more than being invited to a meeting where you get to share your knowledge, right? Secondly, the context of getting invited to something at the last minute, curiosity is part of that equation. And curiosity going into an interview for a new job is also a very powerful place to be in, in your mind. Curiosity means that you're there to help. Curiosity means you have something to learn in that situation. Think of it also like being consultative. Consultants are really interesting people, right? Because they have a lot of knowledge that they bring to the table, but they're so good at being curious. They're good at asking questions and they're good at reading between the lines because they're listening and they're good at putting the pieces together in their mind to propose a solution. Sometimes they have the exact solution because they've addressed that exact problem. Sometimes there's bits of that problem that they haven't quite encountered yet. And that's okay. And that's okay in your interviews as well. If you haven't quite encountered that exact thing, it's perfectly fine and good to start putting the puzzle pieces together and discuss how you would solve that problem based on your skills, based on your experience, based on what you know. Asking questions for context throughout the interview. To get more information is another key component of great interview skills because that way, instead of answering a question in a way that you hope covers all the bases and really just ends up watering down your message, trying to be all things to all people, right? We see brands doing that, trying to be everything to everybody. And what do we typically think? Like, they've lost their way. No one can relate to them anymore. That's why you answering a question, trying to cover all the bases, either ends up watering down your message or confusing the other person. So when you have the opportunity, ask a question for more context. You could say something like, Wow, I'm so glad you asked that question. I, I've got a number of examples for you. But first, let me ask you this. How important is that to this role? What would be the top three priorities around that responsibility or that project or, right? So you, I think you get where I'm going with this. Getting context helps you answer in context. And when you can answer in context, your responses will be much more meaningful and powerful for the person listening. And lastly, when it comes to interview skills, don't be afraid to ask for what you want. Put it out there. There is nothing to lose and everything to gain 
especially as you have created conversation throughout the interview with your questions and your curiosity, they have gotten to learn what it's going to be like to work with you. They've gotten to learn what it's going to be like to have you on the team. So when you get towards the end and you're asking for what you want and you're getting into a little bit of negotiation, they're much more willing to have those conversations with you because they see your value so clearly. My friend, this works so well. Interviews are just conversations. When you're curious, when you're consultative, and you take control of the narrative by being someone that asks questions to uncover pain points and share more of your value, that's a winning interview. That's stellar interview skills. These three things, your messaging, your boldness when it comes to strategy, and your interview skills are the only three things you need to focus on to make it happen. And lastly, in and around all three of these things, there's one more element that I want you to have, and that is belief. You can believe in yourself. You can believe it's possible for you. So get out there. Make it happen. Make your move. And I hope that you reach out to me on LinkedIn and let me know how it goes because I can't wait to hear about what you've done with a great message, a bold strategy, and conversational interviews that help people see what it's like to have you on their team. All right. Talk to you soon. If you like listening to this podcast and you are going to love my program, Job Search Field Guide, this is a unique opportunity. I offer group coaching alongside a five-step process to help you land a job quickly. So I hope you will join me in Job Search Field Guide. This is going to be revolutionary to your career journey and your job search, and you get lifetime access. So find it at elisashuck-careercoach.com, and I will see you there.